Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. I noticed that when we started talking about love, everybody, your, your mouth, everybody's mouth already opened wide. I sat down there and I was wondering, the people I see in church are always strong in their face. You know what it means, a strong face? You've been laughing since. And the moment you hear Isaiah chapter 3 by 4, you're already angry. <laughs> angry. You say, love, love. You're already... Okay, so we'll talk about singles and married today. And we're going to have actually a good, good time. Let me start out by saying this, that life is actually lived forward, but in rich prospect, understood backwards. Let me say it again. Life is lived forward, but in retrospect, understood backwards. In other words, the things that you learned in your past, in, let me put it this way, the important things that you learned in your past are very important in your future. And this is very important because talking to a lot of single people and even married people, some of the challenges in their current relationship is based on how they got into that relationship in the first place. So today I want to really just touch a lot. It's going to be so much fun. Um, by the way, I taught a message. I'm teaching a message tomorrow um, on... It's called Skin is Burning it's for singles and married people. How to deal with sexual sin. You go laugh, tire. It's going to be so much fun. If you enter a relationship wrongly, with the wrong reasons, you are likely to get into that relationship with the wrong person. Let me say it again. If you get into a relationship with the wrong, for the wrong reasons, you are likely to get into that relationship or get into a relationship with that person that is currently wrong for you. Today, I want to teach you four things that you should pay attention to. I'm talking to single people right now. When you are about to get into a relationship. Or four red flags that you should give attention to. If you are in a relationship currently, or you are about to enter into one, Four red flags that you should pay close attention to. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Pardon me. You people don't want me to say these things. Number one, when you start dating somebody else and you have not gotten over your ex. Now, let me say this to you. This is very, very, very important. Look, it actually takes at least six to one year for you to disconnect an emotional relationship. It takes a lot of time. Many people don't know that. So you get into a relationship, you are dating this guy or you are dating this girl 
and then something happens between both of you, and then you move on, and then both of you break up, and then you move to another person, and you are dating somebody else immediately after you just finished, finished breaking up with somebody. Let me tell you what is going on. That person is not looking for love. That person is looking for healing. The person is looking for healing. So by the time you are dating that person, this person is just broken. Their heart is shattered. By the time you are meeting that person, that person's heart, that person is just literally looking for somebody that will bandage their heart for them. So they meet you, and you, you are thinking, oh, this person is loving me because the person is giving me attention, the person is talking to me, the person is giving me time, we are enjoying our conversations, we are vulnerable to each other. But what that person is looking for is healing. But you, you are looking for love, that person is looking for healing. Now, do you understand why, after some time, Two months, three months, one year, the person is now good. And then the person walks away from your life. Guess what? Your job is already done in the person's life. Why? Because the person came for healing, you came for love. <laughs> it's called healing love. So when you, when you don't heal completely from your ex, and you are very quick to jump into the next... <laughs> Wait, you people like love things. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's very interesting because I've seen this too many times where, you know, you are dating somebody and you are very deep into that relationship and all of those things and they're saying, calm down, you know, get to know the person very well. And let me warn you, single ladies especially, ladies, hear me very well, please, I beg you. When you start talking to a guy, you see, for a woman, woman feels emotions. Men think emotion. They are two different things. For a woman, you see, if you tell a woman you look so good and you are genuine about it, they will feel the, part, the truth of your heart. They will feel it in your words. From a man, if you say, I, you look really good, he's not feeling anything as such. His mind is like, yeah, 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 it's fine. I look good and I know. When they begin to talk to you and it's entering into your heart, put your head on your neck. <laughs> the problem with women is that they are talking to you and, and you see, many of you, I think it was Aka who was saying that, the very, very powerful, many of you fell in love because your friends were excited about the prospect of that person. So you came into the room, I said, oh, if you see the guy I met today, I said, tell us. Who is the guy? I said, if you see the guy, tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> you are doing like this. And the guy said, hey, that guy, unknown to you, those your friends were hiring that guy since. And so they were feeling that, at least if I cannot get him, you got him. It's all in the family tree. <laughs> and then you got into the relationship thinking that, you know, everything is going to work well. Unknown to you, this guy, now, I, this is not, you know, sometimes when we talk about, <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning, actually, that when we talk about relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, and dating, you can be in a conference like this and you are thinking, so who will I date? Because have you noticed that we always talk about the negative thing? You know, now African magic, it has to sell. It has to be negative film. So when it's very negative, people thinking, yes, yes, that's true. Ten things to look at, five things to look at, twenty things to look at, eight reasons to know that he's not the one, five reasons to know that he's the one. And then you are still confused. Let me teach you simplicity with this thing. 
First, don't date someone who you know have not yet moved on from the past. I'll tell you why. How? Many of you think that the way you find out, <laughs> the way you find out that he has not moved on is by what he is saying to you. For example, you've spent three months together or one year together and he never brought up the topic of that girl. In your mind, you're thinking, ah, he has really moved on. He has really moved on. <laughs> are you aware that there are some connections that takes time to break? Connection that takes time to break. I'll prove it to you. Think about it this way. I almost use Pastor Maiwa's example. No, we cannot be sharing example. Let me just use my wife is safer. Think about no, think about it this way. Before my wife and I got married, think about this. Before we got married, we were praying. And while we were praying, we were creating bond together. And as we were praying, God was showing us things about the future. God was showing me things about the future. She would go to her room and come back and say, I see Germany. And I took come back to my room and talk to her and I say, I see ba- Germany. What is going on there? Connection. Yes or yes? She comes and says, I see us having three kids. One will be a boy, second will be a girl, three will be the same thing God tells me. What are we doing there? We are creating a bond. Gradually, gradually, based on spirituality, we have connected. Then we are not having sex. What has happened there again? We have bonded. I'm using my wife because it didn't happen, so. But you understand what I'm saying there? What has happened there? We have bonded. Then we start talking to ourselves about the things that we see of ourselves in the future and the present. What is going on with us? We are bonded. Something now happens. She goes to Norway for school. I'm in Nigeria hustling my way out of this economy. (laughs) After three months, the bond is no longer there. Yes or yes? We are now separated. We decided to not date anymore. We are broken up now. Do you know that with the depth of connectivity that we already have, both from the spiritual point of view and also the sexual point of view, if I meet somebody else, what is going to happen is that I'm going to transfer that thing. That's why many of you, when you want to date somebody else, you are looking for the person you dated in your past or not to you. Am I talking to you? Go and ask someone who has dated somebody with, I almost said big body parts, but she, you, you know what I mean. It is very likely that that will be their specs. I want, which one is I again? <laughs> okay, just stay with me, stay with me. It's very likely that that will be their spec. Why? Because of their orientation, your education. You see that? So the first thing I want to give to you this morning is don't date somebody after, look, the best time to say you want to get into another relationship after you've broken up with one is between six to one year, depending on your condition. Because some of you, you need three years. (laughs) You need three years. The investment, you know how many children you gave birth to in your soul? And you've named them. You know how many naming ceremony people have done? Investments. So that's the first thing I want to say to you. Number two, is somebody following me? 
Don't date someone solely because they believe in God. Listen, that thing is a scam. I hope you know that demons believe in God. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee, everybody, all things were created by him and for him. So, demons believe in God. Let me say this to you. Listen to what I'm about to say to you very, very critically. Please. When it comes to, please listen to this. How do you know somebody that truly believes in God? It's not somebody that attends a church service or comes to church. Which, that can be a clause to it, which is great. But how does the person honor the word of God? I'm not saying that you are teaching the word of God and the person shouts, whoa, 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 glory, glory. You still shout glory and still have sex. It doesn't mean anything. How does the person honor the word of God? Let me teach you guys something. And that's speaking on, I just want to divert there a little bit. On this idea of cohabitation. Listen to this. You know, it's now a thing. In fact, there was um, a, a research that was done in America and they found out that six out of every ten young people in America are cohabiting with each other. Six out of every ten. And what they found there is that they did a research and they, they went out to meet people who, had, uh, who were in a relationship and they never cohabited before they got married. And then they met people who got married with cohabition. It means that they were living with each other before they got married. And so they did the research. And they found out that 46% of the people who cohabited before they eventually got married are eventually going to get a divorce. 46%. Let me tell you why. I can prove this to you. Many of the reasons why people cohabit with each other, and some of you, don't move too much, just, just farm there. You know, and let me tell you something. Cohabition is not that, listen to this, so it's not that, listen, you know, it's not that after all, my kids are still in my house. <laughs> Cohabition is your soul. Where is your soul? Your things can still be in your house, and your body is, are you getting what I'm saying? If you spend two days there, you are still cohabiting. Just jab your neighbor, jab your neighbor. Say, it's not you, it's not you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And, I, and I'll prove it to you. You know, <laughs> let, let, me, let me share something with you. Babe, is this time correct? It's 30 minutes they gave me. Why is, why are they doing, why are you always doing this to me? <laughs> Okay, let's, let's keep going. So, so we have another session now, yeah? Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's keep going. So this is what we're going to do. Bing, this is what we're going to do because Banky has some things to do today. Um, so... I'll, I'll, after 20 minutes, then, yeah. Then we can have the next session. So let, let, let me just go back to what I was saying about cohabitation. So this is what happens there, where you just say, well, there's really nothing wrong. After all, this is the basis upon which a lot of people do that thing. So they say, well, we are planning to get married. So if we're getting married, then 
I have 1.5 million naira for house rent. You have 1.5 million for house rent. We're getting married anyway, so you bring your 1.5 million, let us save it and invest. And you know you never invest. <laughs> we save it to invest. Then we take the money, and then we live together. We get an apartment together, and then we start living together. Or another line of thought, a school of thought would be, why will I not test what I want to, you know? Why will I not test it? If I'm going to drive the car, after all, if I go to a BMW store, or I go to um, a, a, a Rolls Royce store, they would give me test drive. So I want to test uh, if this thing is working well. <laughs> Before, let me say this to you. Listen to this. The perspective to that thing is anyone, listen, and this is scriptural, anyone who is willing to go that route of cohabition suggests to us that your, your, you have less value, and I'm exp I'll explain it to you this way, or, how, how do I put this? Very good. You have your, your standard about upholding the word of God is low. I mean the entirety of the word of God is low. In other words, in that marriage, once you guys start having issues, because if he or she can say, we are Christians, it's okay to do this, there's no big deal about it. The moment you can think that way, the standard of the word of, the word of God is already low. The moment that can happen, what would happen to you is when you are in that marriage, because that thing has dropped already, they can still be coming to church, they can still be loving God, they can still be doing all of those things, because something has been lowered down unknown to you, when you guys begin to have marriage issues and challenges in the marriage, what is going to happen there is that that standard is already down in that person's mind. And so when there are challenges, you'll be quick to take the easy way out. Did you hear what I said there? And that's why it's very, very important that when you start dating someone, don't be too quick. You see people's relationship, they move from zero to hundred. They're wondering, how did you people get there? I remember someone who came to meet me. This was maybe two years ago. Just three months here, we are getting married. Now, I understand how things can be. Sometimes it can be fast, but, but who is this person? Well, I, I, and please, stop. You, 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 you are not hearing God. You are not hearing God. You are not hearing God. <laughs> stop using hearing God as the bait. You say, oh, God, God told me. I, and I've noticed people who start off with a spiritual side of relationships. It doesn't work well. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why you cannot date or marry somebody you are not physically attracted to. Forget what they've told you. They're married by the spirits. Hey! Hey! You have a spiritual husband. You don't know. Spiritual husband. Or spiritual wife. <laughs> I have to run. Number two. Number three. So, I said that you know, marry someone or red flags, they believe in God but they don't honor his word. That's very important. So you can be a Catholic on Sunday but an alcoholic on, on Tuesday. You know, you can, I mean, aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> Number three. When there is no attraction and where there are no attraction. So it's almost like you were connected by pain or connected by something else that is not love. <clears throat> Do you know that you can get close to somebody who you connected with football and the premise of that relationship is football. 
But because you are so fond with each other and you love football so much, and it sometimes it works sometimes, but the basis of that relationship is football. Nothing else around that relationship. You can see maybe the spiritual side or the good side or maybe the financial side. And listen, let me say something here. Even when it comes to you before you get married, please, I have seen too many issues with this thing. Please, think also financially. Don't just say, my God shall supply all my needs. <laughs> Believe that God supplies needs, amen? amen? But be balanced in your perspective. I just gave you a, a 10 cent there. Did somebody get something there? So I said when there are no attractions. So don't, don't get into a relationship where you just feel like, oh, you know, we got connected by something else and that's all. And there is no physical attraction in any way. I've seen many people who've gotten into relationships like that. They don't like each other. They are just there because they heard the voice of God. Eventually, it's this same voice that used to end it for them. <laughs> Praise God. Number four, four, last one, and I'm going to go to the next thing quickly. Number four is pulling ammunition from the past into the present. Listen to this, please. Listen to this thing I want to say to you. I beg you, if you don't hear anything, from what I want to say now. Maybe I should even come to the speakers and say it so that it's louder. So it marks your mind. At the time, Pierce stood on this thing and he said it. Be careful of dating someone who has a bad conflict resolution approach. That's what you are going to do all through your marriage. No, you didn't hear what I said. You are going to be solving issues. You are, it's, the high point of marriages is conflict resolution. Anyone who is bad at conflict resolution would eventually walk out of that relationship. I'm telling you the truth. My definition for relationship or for marriage is it's a lifelong approach of forgiveness. If you cannot forgive, don't enter. If you are still dealing with, which one is higher? Let me go back. If you cannot learn how to forgive, don't enter. You see, a lot of people get into a relationship with the euphoria of, oh, I love him, oh, I like him, he's so sweet to me, oh, God, I've never been to person like him in my life. Then one fight. It's taking you eight months to settle, settle what? You called, I called you, you did not return my call. Eight months. You are still on it. You see, those little things are big deals when it comes to relationship. So I've given you four things, Yeah. All right, there's something else I want to just touch on quickly. And that is how to know an obsessive love. What many people call love is obsession. So how do we know an obsessive love? Number one, when a person demands unreasonable amount of your time, unreasonable amount of your time. Hello? I called you now. I called you. I called you. So I was busy. I was in a board meeting. Pick my call. You don't even know what I was going through. You don't even know if something was happening. Do you want to die? I, I hope you know that there are people like that. Just obsessed. And, and many times people who have that thing, it's based on insecurities in their life. So they have trauma issues and things they've never dealt with in their past. And because of that, they are so obsessed. They try to protect you. 
So you go out with them, and when you're going, they're guarding every guy. Nobody can shake you. Because they are just so obsessed around you. So when they begin to demand unreasonable amount of your time, obsession. What have you done today? Have you eaten? Yes. Have you heard about? Yes. When are you sleeping? When are you waking up? Have you woken up? Uh uh. Somebody said that's not love. Number two, when a person ignores other aspects of their lives but just to be with you. That's obsession. Now, you might, be, you might think this is not a problem, but I tell you it's a problem. So, you are at work, you walk from home, and this guy will come and sit down with you from morning to night, cross leg, and say, what's for lunch? They deny other aspects of their life. You can't see anything in their life that shows any movement or projection to the future in their life. And you literally can see that they've denied every other aspect of their life just to be with you. It's obsession. It's not love. And you will talk, you, what you will call it, you are going to call it, it's so kind. It's so thoughtful. It spends time with me. It gives me attention, full attention. Don't worry. By the time you get a job in a multinational, in, in less than three months, you are going to resign that job. You know why? Because it's going to be taking nanny parts with you to the job in the morning. So, watch those things. Those things are very, very important. Number three. Shows jealousy towards any activity that competes for your attention. <laughs> any activity that competes for your attention. Any small thing. You, you and this your, this your office. You and this your church. You and this your mom, you and this your friends, any small thing, anything that competes for your attention is, is jealous about it. Are you aware that your, even your career growth or your business, if it's jealous about that, and listen, jealousy many times is not very obvious, sometimes very subtle. Jealousy is seen in the words that you hear from the person. Never really that obvious to the face. Did you get that? Number four, follows you and stalks you around. You went to a restaurant, it's right there. Say, so what did you come and do? I came to see a friend of mine around this area. He is a following spirit. <laughs> Monitoring spirit. Follows you around and stalks you. I've seen, this, this has happened to many people, in fact, I remember a particular story of a, uh, of a lady who was sharing this with me, I think maybe like three, four years ago, about this guy that she was dating, and she realized that everywhere she goes to, she would see him there. So she goes maybe for dinner or for lunch or something, and he's there, and then he's always talking about how, oh, ah, wow. So he, he created it as though it's coincidence. So, ah, wow, big boy, what are you doing here? Well, it tells us we are very connected in spirit, you know? And then you, you are thinking that, wow, what a connection. This is the bone of my bone. It knows where I am part time, part time. You know those Christian language now? Okay. <laughs> so he follows you around and, and stalks you. There are guys or ladies who would actually arc into your WhatsApp. You don't know that. Listen to this. If the person constantly knows everything you are doing, find out what he knows. 
Any small thing, you already know that. I know you went out. Ah. And you went to an island. And you, you are thinking about, you are saying because you are too spiritual, all you see is depth. So the guy is deep. God, God shows him things. He sees. A guy is in front of your laptop. He access to your WhatsApp or to your mails. So, follows you and stalks you. The last one is intensive emotions that is very possessive. Intensive emotions. Now, let me just say this. Different people show emotions in different ways. There are people who, when they want to show how, how they care about you, it's very deep and very genuine. But there are times where you know that this emotion that this person is projecting to you is something else. It's intense emotion. Intense. What do I mean by intense emotion? The person cannot stay a day without having to be around you. It's just too intense. The words are intense. Everything is that, you know, we are going to marry in two days. You know, it's just too intense. Now, a lot of ladies see that of the fact that it cares deeply about me. But that might not be the case. It might be too intense for your good. And when intensity meets intensity, everywhere don't stew. So intense emotions. And that's very important. Um, I'll just say one, one last thing before we go into the panel session. We, we have many misconceptions where um, relationship is concerned and I'll close with this. I honestly wish that everyone who ever comes to the stage or whenever we have marriage um, conferences or relationship conferences for singles like this and all of those things, um, we actually say from the standpoint that everybody's relationship or marriages are working and they are doing well. And you see two couples or you probably look at myself and Mrs. O and you're like, wow, God, when? You know, and um, I, I think that if Mrs. O have a, has a way, you know, um, um, <laughs> they, asked, they asked Billy Graham's wife this question and they said to her, they said, um, very interesting, they said, have you ever thought of um, doing something bad? I can't remember how they put it. Yeah, doing something bad to your husband or something like that. She said, no, but I've thought of killing him many times. <laughs> have you thought of divorcing him? Exactly. And said, no, but I've thought of killing him many times. You know, there, there are times literally at home, I'm just looking at my wife and I'm like, how did you land here? <laughs> like, like, like how? My biggest message for you today is work on forgiveness and then get married after you've worked on how to forgive. I know it's very simple, but that little thing will change your life. Because that's what you're going to do. It's a lifelong journey of constantly forgiving people. There are many married people in the house. Some of our pastors are married. They fought before they came here today, many of them. I've always wondered, I don't know about you, Banky, but I've always wondered why it takes my wife time to get dressed. 
And when we first got married, I used to fight like, babe, like, like, what's going on? Even when you wake them two hours before, it doesn't work. I remember they told me that don't worry, just when you want to go out by seven, wake her up by five. So they are tapping each other. <laughs> so forgiveness is the key for a good relationship. Did you get something? All right, let's put our hands together. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.